Welcome to Win the Day. I'm Pastor Tom Rempel. I'm honored to stand in for Nat Crawford today as we look at Galatians chapter 3 and we compare two manners of salvation, salvation that is by merit or salvation that is by grace. O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by the hearing with faith? Halfway through his passionate pastoral letter of clarification and correction, the beloved messenger of the good news who had given up a life of ease and comfort in order to deliver to them at great personal cost his liberating truth of a free grace salvation. But now he shifts his tone from a warm and personal one to more of a paternal and a stern one. Against the background of his own story of coming to faith and confirming the beauty of the gospel of grace through faith alone, Paul personally testifies, I have been crucified with Christ, but it is no longer I who live, rather it's Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. As a spiritual father, he now seeks to awaken those whom he had introduced to Christ with this stinging rebuke, Oh, foolish Galatians. Paul's not here insulting their intelligence by insinuating that they are ignorant, but rather is issuing a wake-up call. By foolish, Paul is saying that they are lacking spiritual perception, not practicing discernment. He's pointing out to them that they are not exercising their spiritual capacity to think clearly. They have become spiritually lazy. Not anchored in revealed truth, they are unthinkingly believing anything that they are taught. They are swayed not by intellectual reasoning, but by a persuasive emotion. Their conduct and conclusions were irrational. They were forgetting the clear gospel message they had once received. They were acting totally contrary to their own Christian experience. They knew better than to believe the false doctrine that they were embracing they knew that it was not consistent with the truth which they had been taught, but they foolishly failed to practice discernment. So he asked them a second question. Who has bewitched you? Who are those voices that have slandered the pure gospel of grace? In other words, has some magician cast a paralyzing spell upon you that rendered you dull and unthinking? Wake up. Come to your senses. Remember again how I posted graphically for you like a, like a public billboard, the image of the crucified Christ for you. It was before your eyes that Christ Jesus was publicly portrayed as crucified. You can never live your new life in the old way. You cannot go from grace to law, or from faith to works, from Calvary to ceremony, or from freedom to slavery. Faith trumps works every time. Don't forget, the grace gospel is wrapped around his bloodstained cross. The horrible cost of sin must be perceived. The atoning, satisfactory sacrifice must become real. The substitutionary sacrifice lamb must be seen. The full sufficiency of his it-is-finished death must live again. Paul's teachers were arguing for a legalistic blend of believing and behaving, a conformity to law that supplemented faith. 
Paul argues that if salvation comes by works of the law, then the death Christ died was for no purpose at all. So he quickly adds a second rhetorical question. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by the hearing of faith? He narrows his message to two possible options, which when rightly answered, leaves room for only one logical conclusion. Number one, by your legalistic works, or number two, by your response of faith when the gospel was explained to you. The encouragement hidden in this rhetorical inquiry is this. He does not question their salvation or the reality of their having received the promised gift of the indwelling Holy Spirit. Rather, he challenges their departure from the clear gospel he had delivered to them. At the beginning of his letter, he had expressed his shock at their departure from the truth. I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and you are turning to a different gospel. In the preceding chapter, Paul made this point repeatedly. We know that a person is not justified, that is declared guilt-free and righteous by works of the law, but rather through faith in Christ Jesus. So we also who have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. So now having strongly affirmed that our justification comes only by faith, he asserts that the promised gift of the Holy Spirit promised by Jesus to his disciples upon his departure, reaffirmed by Peter on the day of Pentecost, comes also only by faith. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit is the spiritual game changer. The law has no power to change our hearts. Our fleshly best efforts always come up short of God's holy standard. Only a salvation that comes by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ Jesus alone, can save and set us free. And the game-changing presence of the Holy Spirit is received as a gift and not as a merited award. So it comes down to only two options in Paul's argument. Justification for the sinner and the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit must come from one of two sources, the law or through faith by works or by grace. The law makes demands and bids us to obey. The by faith gospel makes promises and bids us simply to believe. O foolish believer, remember Christ's finished work on the cross. The Christian life is all of grace. In his mercy, we do not receive what we deserve. And in his grace, we freely receive what we could never deserve. Remember, Cease your futile, fleshly efforts at doing the impossible and simply believe. Law makes demands and bids us to obey. The gospel makes promises and bids us to believe. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the message today. If you'd like to go even deeper, join us in Go Tandem. Go Tandem is our spiritual fitness app to help you move closer to Jesus each and every day. So download Go Tandem on your mobile device. Oh, and by the way, this service we offer is at no cost to the user or even to the churches who benefit, but it does come at a real cost. Would you consider partnering with us at backtothebible.org? That's backtothebible.org.